introduction needed today craig needles is here how's it going craig incredibly well oh my god you know what we're talking about today we're talking the toronto raptors 26 years craig since the last title in toronto since joe carter hit that yeah that's right and And well you know like and people are going to get finicky about that well the argos have won a couple of times toronto fc but the the toronto fc one i think belongs on the resume i don't know so much about the argos and here here's I, I would say that the toronto fc one the argo and the argo one is 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 relatively similar from this perspective mm-hmm. yes they won their leagues but are they playing in the best league in the world absolutely not right because no. like i don't know what would you say uh, whereas the raptors are playing in the best league in the world yeah obviously. tfc is playing in probably the fourth or fifth i'm not really that up on my on my i uh, would i would ride. say it might not even be that high Four, yeah fourth or fifth level probably like it, it's it's like it's obviously below england it's below spain it's below france also, like the toronto, germany the toronto Italy. rock have they not been like the most dominant team in like the national lacrosse league or yeah they've or, been pretty they've been yeah been right there they've been there but again they've get no coverage whatsoever because yeah now that might be the best like that's probably the best indoor lacrosse league in the world but it's not quite the same look there there are there are three major sports teams in toronto they are the maple leafs the raptors and the blue jays and for a long time none of those teams were not only not winning titles but weren't even in the conversation to be winning titles basically from 2004 until 2015 Mm -hmm. those teams were just not in the title conversation I would say, like I like we all we always knew Toronto was going to get back there eventually. It just had to happen. It, we, like we didn't know if it was going to happen. You know, like, it, it was just a matter of when. It might have been twenty five. As far as to a title, oh yeah. yeah, like the 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 Blue Jays were one well called uh, ninth inning against yeah. Kansas City from potentially being there. Exactly. I, I mean, like of the big three though that Toronto are involved in, I gotta say. I think uh, I had the least confidence in the ability of the Toronto Raptors to bring. Yes, and I, I I am glad you said that because I mm-hmm. I felt the same way, and I talked about this quite a bit uh, on the show for my day job today. But I'll I'll give sort of the, the summation points here. Um, to win in the NBA, quite simply, and this is not a secret, you need superstar players. Mm-hmm. The St. Louis Blues team that just won the Stanley Cup this week, they probably don't have a single Hall of Famer on the roster. They have a lot of good players. But they don't have a single Hall of Famer on the roster. No, we don't know in what Jordan NBA, Bennington's going to end up being, though. Like, yeah, maybe, but he's still... Maybe Bennington's a Hall of Fame goaltender, and this is just like... He's idiot. 26 and hasn't established himself as an NHL starter till now. Very so, true. Very good. Yeah, point. yeah. And, and we might have to talk about this in an NHL offseason pod, but I think that's a remarkably interesting contract negotiation, but we'll yeah. do that later. Um, you need superstar players to win the NBA, unlike almost any other league. Even NFL quarterback, you can get by without having a Hall of Fame guy as your quarterback. But in the National Basketball Association, one of the following three players has been on every title team since 2012. LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. One of those three guys has been on every title team for eight years, which is 
just nuts to say, but it just shows that you don't, if you don't have those upper echelon players, you're not going to win. And based on what happened with Chris Bosh, based on what happened with Tr- Tracy McGrady, guys who decided, hey, there are better places to go play. And then you go sort of further in and you, and you talk about what happened with Vince Carter, guys who decided, hey, I'm going to throw games and deliberately tank my own trade value. Uh, as a Raptor fan, I thought, okay, even those guys were probably never good enough to be the best player on a title team. But as a Raptor fan, you, you, you had to think to yourself, are we ever going to have a guy who's good enough to be the best player on NBA title team? Even if we get lucky in the draft lottery, is that guy going to just bail anyway? Mm-hmm. And that was always the thought process. Even in the years where the Raptors did get lucky in the draft lottery, the guys who were capable of being the best player on a title team uh, weren't at the top of that draft. So it just shows how absolutely lucky you need to be. And I just thought that the margin of error for Toronto was so slim compared, compared to the Lakers, the Heat, and various other franchises that I just didn't think it was ever going to happen. I didn't think NBA title was an outcome that was available to the Raptors. And apparently it was. They really needed some stars to align. They needed Kawhi Leonard's relationship with the San Antonio Spurs to return remarkably sour to the point where it was not turning back. They needed the New York Knicks to back out of a deal for Kyle Lowry at the very last minute in 2014. They needed the Memphis Grizzlies to be having a bad enough season that they ditch Marcus Gasol. They needed to find Pascal Siakam with the 27th pick in the NBA draft. They needed Fred Van Vliet to be an undrafted free agent. Every team is built with some luck. Every team that wins titles gets breaks somewhere along the line. But the Raptors got a ton of them, and they needed a ton of them. Because, again, the margin for error just isn't there the same way it would be for the Lakers, the same way it would be for the Heat or the Knicks. Now, the Knicks are obviously terrible, but bear with me. Um, I just didn't think... NBA title winning team was a ceiling, was an outcome available to the Toronto Raptor franchise. When Masai Ujiri said, oh yeah, we're here to Toronto, we're going to win titles, I said, great, Masai, of course, you have to say that, but I don't know if that's possible. I'd, I'd be satisfied just being a good team for a while. They got to be a good team for a while, but then they made a move and became a great team. And I just didn't think this was possible. I didn't think it was available, and here it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... I mean, you talk about the luck, the, the the luck factor, and nobody's ever won a title in the history of anything without a at least a, a modicum of luck somewhere. Uh, like, you know, name me a title team that hasn't had uh, some luck. Even if you don't, even no. if you don't count ping pong ball luck as yeah. luck, name me a title team that hasn't had a, a huge lucky break somewhere a, along the way. A bounce, uh, a call, an injury, yeah. something. Uh, a salary break. cap spike in the case of the exactly. last two Golden State Warrior teams. Yeah. Obviously, the Chris Paul injury, which uh, mm-hmm. uh, got Kevin Durant and company in the finals the first time when Durant had arrived. Uh, the 2016 Cavaliers. Maybe if Draymond Green doesn't punch LeBron James in the dick, mm-hmm. uh, we're not talking about the 2016 Cavaliers as a title team. Uh, the 2015 Warriors. Maybe if Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving are both missing from that series, the 2015 Warriors don't win a title. The 2014 Spurs may not win if Dwayne Wade is not just banged up to hell and the entire Miami Heat team, other than LeBron James, just completely fell off a cliff at the same time. Uh, the, the, obviously, the Heat teams had the, the luck elements. Uh, the 2013 Heat, obviously, they needed Ray Allen to hit a miracle shot of the YZ. Like Those are just like little ones. Yeah. The last five title teams that just kind of rhymed off for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, every title team needs some strokes of luck somewhere along the way. The Raptors got a bunch of them. Yeah, I, and even things like 
like the Celtics were going to trade for Kawhi, but didn't because they were like, oh, well, we can't sign him. So the can't, well, the, the, going back and, and like a year, a year later, it looks stupid. But the fact that the Celtics didn't get Jalen, didn't get Kawhi Leonard because they wouldn't trade Jalen Brown. Yeah, it was Jalen Brown. And, and there's other stuff going towards the, yeah. the Spurs there. But based on how the last 365 days have gone, mm-hmm. whereas Kawhi's won another title, was the finals MVP, was far and away, far and away mm-hmm. the best player in the NBA playoffs, and Jalen Brown and the rest of the Celtics team did not have a great season. Based on the, la- the way the last year has gone, that decision has not aged well. Now, I'm not saying that the Celtics were wrong based on the information they had at the time, but no. that decision has aged terribly. Yeah, it's aged, it, absolutely, it's aged terribly, but you know, it's one of those hindsight 2020 things, and the Celtics yep. is less egregious than the Knicks, uh, thing of the Knicks like should have got Kyle Lowry but James Dolan at the last second nicks the trade and I've I've come on the podcast and said like you know James Dolan's not a meddler that was the one time he meddled right like, yeah well and, we don't want to give another, yeah. another draft pick we already gave Toronto what was yeah. uh, a very valuable pick at the time that but, wound up being Yaka Pertle who of course mm-hmm. the Raptors used to acquire Kawhi Leonard exactly uh, who, and so yeah. like yeah so and Dolan's heart i think was kind of in the right place his head was not because his heart was like we already got our pocket picked by you jerry once we're not trading with this guy again he's yeah. probably trying to pick our pockets again so yeah. let's not do this plus we continually give up high draft picks for yeah sub, yeah subpar we, players we, we, for subpar players so like it wasn't on again on paper it's all hindsight right like for for that one was less silly like the celtics didn't make sense at the time either because it, it really didn't make up uh t- uh it, it really didn't make uh, sense for them to give up assets at the time to get uh, Kawhi when they already, again, uh, this is before the season started, and we all know that Kyrie Irving is a complete fuckboy. But, uh, you know, they had they thought they had their, their title team in place already. Yep. Right? And, and further uh, than that, they yeah. thought, okay, if we hold on to these assets now, maybe we go get Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis soon yeah, yeah. or whatever it happens to be. They thought that there were other places to send for those assets. I don't know if that Anthony Davis option is available to them. I don't know now if it makes sense for the Celtics to do it. If Kyrie's walking out the door no. and you you have the opportunity of, oh, yeah, we're going to have, you know, our, this current team minus Kyrie, minus Jason Tatum and some other guys, plus Anthony Davis. I'm not sure that team is good enough to win the East, especially if Kawhi stays in Toronto. Which we can talk about that now. Um, I well, can I, can we, but before we talk about the off season, can I talk yeah. about uh, just finish with uh, the fact the the, the the season that we just had here? Oh, we're gonna um, talk about all the good stuff okay. for sure. Uh, just I just want to say that Masai Ujiri mm-hmm. managed this series, uh, managed the season with almost absolute perfection. Basically, everything he did was perfect. In all time, was, just like like so, as as good like sweating for the fences. Yeah. Like the, the last. 365 days of Masai Ujiri running a basketball team. He fired a coach of the year, traded a franchise icon, and said, okay, no, we've got a title team. Acquires a top, perhaps one, player in the NBA and hires a rookie coach and says, okay, we're going to go do this. We get into the season and says, okay, we're going to trade a couple of useful rotation guys for Marc Gasol, knowing full well that it could kind of mess up chemistry, but realized, you know what, no, Gasol is so smart, this is going to be fine. Everything turned out perfectly. And then you add that to the fact that one of the reasons they were able to be so good for so long is they were able to steal OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam, obviously Siakam more important, very, very late in the first round of the NBA draft. It is hard to find dudes there. It's hard to find dudes there, and that's one of the reasons they won. 
I mean, Messiah's just been incredible, obviously. I mean, the, the Gasol performance in Game Six, I thought was like the exact reason you get Mark Gasol kind of of thing in the sense that he was what one for six or whatever. Yeah, he, yeah, he shooting, didn't but shoot the ball well. No, now, he point, had a couple of big shots in this yeah. series and a mm-hmm. couple of big shots against Milwaukee too. But yeah, he did not shoot well. But like he did not have a great game shooting in Game Six. But at no point were you like take him off the court. Because no. like everything else, so many he was other doing. things. He, he sets yeah. things up for people. Yeah, yeah just a, a fantastic passer, obviously. Mm-hmm. And and Masai knew that, and that's where they went out and got him. And after the acquiring of Gasol, they were the best three point shooting team in the league. Not because Gasol is a fantastic three point shooter for a guy who's seven feet tall, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But no, they it's because Gasol is such a great passer. They were able to get more open looks. Pretty special. Yeah. So Masai, just everything he's done has turned to gold over the last 12 months. It's been it's been incredible. Basically, since the 2016 draft, mm-hmm. just everything he's done has done has gone well. Other than the acquisition of uh, the acquisition of Damari Carroll, that was a that was a bit of an error. And to think some jackass tried to ruin him getting on the stage to accept the fucking trophy. That oh year. God! I cannot like I. Like, did not, I didn't see any of that because that story broke this morning, right? Yeah, I, I saw was reading that. Last I was like. Night. Because I remember thinking, I remember thinking, Masai's got like a weird kind of burn in his head as as he was like accepting the trophy and stuff, right? I, I remember thinking that, and I'm thinking maybe that's just that, maybe that's just him, maybe he's just no. so no. intense. But he was then, pissed but, off because he was racially profiled seconds after reaching the pinnacle of his profession. Fuck's sake, right? Like, <laughs> like Jesus that's that's Christ. that's what happened, right? Like, that's get just, it together, sure. USA. Fuck's sake, right? Yeah. Like, oh, like you know, Oakland. Like, there's been films made about this. Has a history of mm-hmm. cops doing racist things, and like yeah. I saw, like I don't know if you've seen the aftermath video, but that. Uh, no, I haven't that, seen any that, video. That this that video? white cop look. Oh, like, there's no video of the incident. There's a video of the white cop like looking like he wants to fight Masai after seconds later. Jeez. Before, but Kyle Lowry comes in and kind of saves the day and says, "No, no, you come on the court and get get away from this." And people saw the the hug between Lowry and Masai in the broadcast. I saw in the broadcast. I'm like, okay, look, those guys like they they've had a tough year. Kyle Lowry's pretty mm-hmm. pissed off at Masai. Okay. Um, and they're having a good moment because they've won a title together. But no, I think that was Kyle hugging Masai saying, "Hey, man, you got to come down. We got to calm down. That was bullshit, but we've got something to do here." Yeah, like this is let's not let this sour the greatest moment of our entire lives. I assume, yep. or one of anyway, at least for for the professionally. Yeah, professionally, it's the best one you're gonna have. Yeah, yeah. The, the greatest moment of their lives, and 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 kudos to those guys. But uh, also some some horrible, horrible bullshit. Um, I want to know, Craig. Mm-hmm. What was going through your head when Danny Green turned the ball over with nine seconds left in a one in a one point game? Um, it, what was going through my head was this yeah. is this if if the Warriors score here, this could I this could go down as one of the great mm-hmm. um, disasters of all time because then you got a game seven where you're like, oh my god, we should have won game five and six, and now we have to go play mm-hmm. game seven. They would have been at home, but still. Um, the one thing I felt good about though was. Mm-hmm. And we can we'll talk about Clay Thompson and like can we talk about the Warriors off season because it's fascinating. Um, well, we're going to talk about the whole basketball off season, yeah, but let's yeah, let's uh, let's stick with the Raptors for now. Yes, and let, uh, let's, let's what was going through my head was I feel pretty good about their chances of getting a stop here. The Warriors got a shot that was better than I thought they were going to get. Yeah. It wasn't a clean look, but it was a decent enough. It, look it was it was a, it was yeah. For Steph Steph often makes that one. Yeah. And he didn't in this particular situation. Now, Steph had played a ton of minutes in this series. Mm-hmm. 
And I think they just that, couldn't get him. They couldn't when Clay went out, which was I think. I mean, we talked a lot about the Raptors getting a bunch of luck. That Clay knee injury um, yeah. might have been the was the final and quite possibly the greatest stroke of luck because Clay was on fire. He had thirty points. It was the third quarter when he left. He was he, honestly, if he'd have played that entire game, like in the if if we have an alternate universe of that entire game, I, it, like. Golden State Warriors won, probably won, won that the, game by double yeah. digits, honestly. Yeah, they probably win the game. Because yeah. they were in the zone. Clay couldn't miss. Steph couldn't miss. But then when Clay went out, all of a sudden... Like, oh, well, Steph's having a hard time shooting over three dudes. Three, yeah, like I'm sure you yeah. saw there were all the still images of Steph gets the ball and then immediately Van Fleet, Siakam, and Leonard completely yeah. collapse. Or, or, you know what race. they did a lot yeah. was just uh, they would have Gasol leave whoever he was guarding and just stand in front of Steph. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Gasol's got to be quick and he's got to be smart to make that work. Mm-hmm. And he was like, again, it's, uh, the, 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 the Raptors crunch time five. Cause if, if it was Kawhi, Gasol, Siakam, Lowry and Van Vliet, and that was what it was most of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a group of guys who are really, 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 really smart defenders. And you can do some stuff with that. And um, if there's no Clay Thompson on the floor, and the only guy that the Raptors are really all that worried about is Curry, Curry's going to have a hard time finding shots. Yeah. Now, if Curry hits that shot, I still, I honestly, I truly believe you still win Game Second Seven because like the, the uh, Warriors uh, well, are just actually, out of bodies, right? I mean, like, I'll tell you this. Uh, yeah. Chris Long tweeted this. Mm-hmm. It's a great Twitter follow, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Long tweeted, if that Game Seven were to have occurred. Mm-hmm. It would have been the highest line for perhaps perhaps the highest line for an NBA game seven ever. And certainly for an NBA finals game seven ever, mm-hmm. because the Warriors just weren't going to be there. Like it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. So uh, the Raptors would have been heavy, heavy, heavy favorites in mm-hmm. that game. Seven. Well, they probably would have won now knowing what we know now. But it's just it's it's you know better. Risks, my heart. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to think for the next couple of days. Oh my God, the yeah. Raptors have a chance of blowing a three-one lead here. Absolutely, and and let's say you know worst case scenario, which if, you know fortunately we don't have to live through that. Uh, we'd be talking Danny, like Danny Green would all of a sudden be in the same conference, like Bill Buckner. Yes, right? he'd be he'd be right there because really, right. and like and look, Game Draymond six. Green. Draymond Green, speaking of smart defenders, yeah. brilliant defender, and knew that Danny had nowhere to go because he could use the the uh, out of bounds line as a, and That's he could it. use the mid, the half court line. Both were essentially mm-hmm. second and third defenders to help Draymond there. Mm-hmm. But based on the time of the clock, if, if Danny had just put like two arms around the ball like it's NBA Jam, I was wondering why he wasn't doing that because like at that point you're looking to get fouled and stuff. Yeah, like that, exactly. Right? So, and, and like you're a great free throw shooter if you're Danny Green. It's not yeah. like you're like oh someone else needs to shoot these. Mm-hmm. Like no, uh, he's a great free throw shooter. So, yeah, I, I, I think that he just thought, hey, we can kill even more time if I get it to Pascal over here, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe Draymond's going to steal this. But here's the thing. Draymond might have tried to steal it if, if, if Danny sort of puts both arms around the ball, but Draymond's smart enough to realize that, hey, every second I take trying to steal this ball is a second we don't have to hit mm-hmm. what we li- likely needs to be at least a three to tie the game. Yeah. So I don't think he would have taken terribly long with that. It just... Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was surprised it was a lot because the Raptors tossed it around a little bit there before it even got to Danny Green, and I was going, yep. "What the hell are the Warriors doing?" Like they they lost like a good seven seconds off yep. foul there, and but now it ended up working. They wanted to at least make the Raptors the get past. Over. They wanted to at least make the Raptors get past the timeline. Yeah, and Kawhi was like Kawhi waited for the triple team, found Danny Green, but Danny Green was just a little bit too close to the to uh, the timeline there and the mm-hmm. sideline. In order to uh, in order to have some space to move, but 
man. Luckily, <laughs> luckily it did not. Don't, go down we don't like have that. to worry about it. Yeah. Thank uh, God. I also want to talk about the lack of like because my wife actually asked me about this. She's like, why didn't you have a big celebration at the end of the game? A, because I was in a little bit of disbelief as to what I was watching. I, I was just I, uh, I mean, honestly, like big celebration I meaning what? Like going outside and running down the streets nude? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or, okay. you know, like, you know, like after Kawhi hit the buzzer beater in round two, like I jumped around our place screaming Kawhi, 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 Kawhi. And my yeah. children, well, my daughter was staring at me laughing. My son doesn't understand really what's going on in the world at this point. But yeah, <laughs> um, you understand sleep and food at this point. Yeah, that, that's, that's all he really knows about. But that's OK. Yeah. Um, either way, I, I so and she's kind of wondering what why didn't you have that? I think it was be two reasons. One, I. All was that just bullshit at the end with the what's going on, and two, two right? all yeah. the bullshit at the end. That Whereas, was, yeah, to me, the NBA's got to alter the rule. And I know this situation only comes up once in a millennium, mm-hmm. but Draymond Green calling that timeout the Warriors didn't have absolutely actually helped them out. <laughs> help, help the Warriors out significantly because yeah. if the refs are just like, no, you don't get a timeout, and they yeah. wait for a second, the game ends. Yeah, Warriors. Well, they. You know, 99.99% of the time they still lose the game anyway. Mm-hmm. They got to have a 0.1% chance because, because Draymond that, yeah. got to call a timeout that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be something where, you know, if you call a timeout that doesn't exist in the last 10 seconds, there's a runoff or something like that. Yeah, like in football. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like So, like, the technical free throw makes sense. But, like, you know, if you, if, if you, if you call a timeout that doesn't exist in the last 10 seconds and you're losing, the game is over. Yeah, should be something that's, like that. That. That's, that should just be the rule. It, so. Yeah, because it did, it did kind of, like, because that was the thing where it got weird. I just, like, th- when they went to the thing to, like, after they fouled Kawhi and they went to the sideline to be like, I was just like, come on now. And to take 20 minutes to figure that stuff out. Yeah, that, like, they're, like, that yeah. So and the bad. ref... Like, and the ref who calls the foul on the inbound, like, mm-hmm. if you're that ref, you can have the whistle in your mouth, and if you see there being any chance in the world that anyone other than Kawhi Leonard gets that basketball, mm-hmm. which there wasn't, yeah, then you can blow the whistle and say, oh, Kawhi got fouled, this is stupid. Yeah. It, it, once that know. ball got over, I forget who the warrior defender was. It might have been Iguodala. Once yeah. that it was, uh, once that ball gets over Iguodala's head and is basically only Kawhi can get to it. You don't need to call that foul. And and here's the thing. You can call late fouls in the NBA. So you can see where the ball goes and then decide whether you need to call the foul or not. Yeah, you know? it was, I just couldn't believe that. If that had been... Why like, are you wasting our time? Unless, of course, you're a referee who had the over. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> which I had texted <clears throat> you at the point. Yeah. There. Like, I wasn't sure if you were aware, because I assumed... You I didn't. I had no idea what the line was. bigger None. things going on. All of a sudden, yeah. was, I was staring at the score, and I was like... I was like, God, and, and I was just kind of adding it up, and I was like, 222, why is that significant? Oh, my God. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, it, maybe maybe one of the referees did have the over. It wouldn't possible, be the right? first time. Yeah, it's possible, because <laughs> it was 222 and a half. And it Kawhi was, only had to hit one of those free throws in order to get to 223. Yeah, it was on 12-1-10, but also they could have just counted his little layup, right? Like, yeah, that's true. They could have been like, you know what, you know, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's all true. I don't know. <laughs> But the moral of the story is it did take some of the dramatics out of it. Yeah, like it was because like if that if that had to happen when uh, my beloved Celtics won the title or my formerly beloved Celtics back when I used to watch basketball um, won the title, 
uh, back in 2008, I would have been like, why are you blue ballsing me like this? This is so bad, right? Like, especially, of course, the Celtics game wasn't even fucking close because they beat the Lakers by 50 in the final. But, like, your yep. game was at least close. But it was obvious that the Raptors were going to win at a certain point. And then the Raptors, Yeah, the thing is, though, for me, it wasn't obvious the Raptors scores were, table, here, right? It like, became obvious the Raptors were going to win when yeah. that Curry shot missed and bounced out towards center court. Well, Kawhi yeah. let it hit towards center court. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the, the Lakers are wasting time at the end of the 08 finals, yeah. you had known for a good 25 minutes the Celtics were going to win. True. Yeah, because they yeah, were I found out the Raptors were going to win and then had to wait 20 minutes for the celebration. Exactly. Yeah. That, was, that was the part where it's like, what, so why, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, yeah, like you, you were like, I just, you just had that t- attention and, and it was, like, bottled up and you just want to release it. And you can't because three assholes are bent over a scores table looking yeah. at something that doesn't matter for It's literally minutes. irrelevant. Yeah, so yeah. bad. And that sucks because it ruins it on the rewatch, too, whenever you want to go back and yeah, watch it on YouTube and stuff like that. I which know. Is... I know. The whole thing. Oh. And, I, and I was I was thinking about that as I was doing this. I'm like, this is going to ruin all the calls of this. Mm-hmm. This is going to ruin. Like, there, you don't have that moment where, you know, it just, yeah. it was, it was, it almost made me wish that, like, well, mm-hmm. not almost. It just, like, if, if that ball just obviously bounced for 0.9 of a, like, uh, nine tenths of a second longer, mm-hmm. then you do have that great moment because you have Steph missing the shot, the ball yeah. bounces out of center court, the horn goes, Raptors in the NBA title. Can you believe it? Yeah. Oh my God, he missed the shot. Instead, yeah. we had to spend twenty minutes thinking about it. And like we kind of got one call. It wasn't Jack. Uh, who Matt Devlin had the you know Canada, the title is yours or or whatever the call, <laughs> which was pretty good. It just yeah, uh, no, yeah, it's a good call, but like it just yeah. doesn't have the sit because like you yeah. know. Devlin got to wait 20 minutes before he delivered. You know what exactly I mean? Exactly right. Like, yeah. It was just weird. It was a weird, weird situation. Yeah, so weird. But, I... and, and you know what? Honestly, when Devlin said it, and I was watching the ABC broadcast, but mm-hmm. I didn't truly and honestly believe mm-hmm. that it was actually happening until they were doing this, the, the, the ceremony, the podium, the celebration, the whole thing. Yeah. Doris Burke said the words before they threw the first break, your 2019 NBA champion Toronto Raptors. And I'm like, yes. oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's like that's a thing, it's and that's real. a thing yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, the t- for no for the rest of my life, the 2019 NBA champions will be the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. When you go to Sporkle just for the heck of it to waste some time, mm-hmm. and you're doing who's won the NBA title and what year quizzes, Toronto Raptors is always going to come up when you get to the 2019 box. Yeah. That's the case forever, and so it's just awesome. yeah, it's it's incredible. <laughs> we we could talk about Doris Burke. Uh, let let me just pref- let yeah. me just preface this by saying Doris Burke is fucking incredible. Yeah. and is awesome at everything she there's does. No, there's no, there's no one better on on television as far as analyzing a basketball game. And sure. yeah. yeah, and it kind of makes you wonder when you're seeing just real quick tangent when you're seeing Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, Jackson. analyze these games. A, um, I think it says all you need to know about Mark Jackson analyzing these games when the team that fired him has subsequently been to the NBA Finals five times in a row. Yeah, like uh, and his uh, shtick of like hand down, man down, and stuff yeah. like that's all. It's, it's yeah, just, or, and, or, and Van or, Gundy or, complained that. about every fucking call and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's like I think, yeah, like why do, why not make Doris Burke the color person? Yeah. Right. Yeah, right, that's, like, but that's a different conversation every day. Yeah, uh, I know where you're going with this. Please finish your Doris Burke thought. <laughs> just. The multitude of strange off-brand questions that had nothing to do with the guys there, celebrating there, the There titles. were a couple that were, uh, I thought, a little bit out of place. Well, like, she, and early on, too. Well, because, like, I think row, it was the first she, question. The first question to Kyle Lowry was about DeMar DeRozan. Well, it wasn't even before that. She asked Kawhi. She was interviewing Kawhi, and she goes, uh, so, Kawhi, what are you going to do this offseason? And Kawhi was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not really thinking about that right now. Just I'm going to bask in this title. And then she goes, okay. And then she turned to Kyle Lowry, and she goes, Kyle, does this, like, 
you know, feel a little bit diminished because DeMar DeRozan's not here or something like that. Yeah. And then it was like, what? And then she starts talking to Marc Gasol. And Marty, she's like, Mark, you left Memphis. Uh, do you have any regrets or something? Like yeah, that? I wasn't it's quite. Like, do you have like? Do you have yeah, any regrets? Like, would be dumb, but it was. It wasn't quite yeah. that. But like, you know, what do you want to say to Zach Randolph and and, and Mike Conley and, and those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you want to say to Zebo and Which, Mike Conley and those guys? And it's like, what? Why are you bringing these guys up? They had nothing yeah. to do with any of this whatsoever. Yeah. It's just like it's so strange. And it, honestly, it would be like if. I was getting married a second time, Craig, and right after I said I do, it, it, you were like, put your arm around me as my best man, and we're like, Matt, you know, you were, you were with your, your, your old wife for, you know, however many years, uh, you had a kid, uh, do you have any regrets about your current situation, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. it's like what, what the fuck are we talking about Yeah, here? why are we doing this? It's like, what? Why are you doing this? Why is this happening? Oh, God. It's just weird. Just an off night for Doris is what we'll say, but she's excellent, and she should be in the fucking booth calling the goddamn games. In, I agree in, entirely. Instead of being a fucking sideline reporter. Um... Any guys you want to take some shots at, Craig, while you're, uh, w- w- you know, while you're on Cloud Nine, perhaps? Any trolls out there that you might want to address? I spent a, I spent a lot of time on my show talking about Skip Bayless today. Oh, and, okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, here, oh, I, I did here's... two things on the. Well, on the show on Thursday, mm-hmm. I played the end of the South Park episode. Scott Tedder must die yeah. when discussing Brad Marchand having. Oh. A, well, we, can talk about how, we can talk about how three days ago, as as just as a semi-decent sports fan, it, it was bleak because the Bruins had just beat the Blues. The Blues had just blown game six at home and are going back to Boston where the potato faces, you know, are going to be nuts. And the Raptors had really, let's be honest, coughed up game five a little bit. And we're heading back to the Oracle for potentially some nonsense, and it was it was bleak. It, it was bleak there for a minute, and, and luckily it, uh, it it went the it went the way of the 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 good sports fan, I would say. So yeah, uh, go ahead, continue. Um, so I played the end of the Scott Clark episode, Scott Tenner Must Die, which uh, included Eric Cartman looking at Scott Tenner's face and saying, "Let me taste your tears. Let me taste your tears and fat of the sad is. Yeah. Oh, they're so good, you guys." And <laughs> so yeah. yummy. So, so yummy. yummy. Yeah. Uh, so I played that on Thursday show, and on today's show, I just had to read Skip Bayless's Twitter feed and play that same clip again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just the idea of Skip Bayless having to do that show and be sad today warmed my soul. And I don't watch that show. No one no. should watch that show. Uh, well, the fact that people do watch that show is the reason that Skip Bayless. Well, Shannon is awesome. Just, oh, I, 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 hey, Shannon Sharp is uh, a great Denver Bronco. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I still don't watch that show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, so here's the thing. The, this is a Skip Bayless thing, and I, you might take a little bit of a hit in what I'm about to say, Craig. Perhaps I'm wrong, per, per, but this is this is opinion that I have about Skip Bayless and the whole Skip Bayless, um, what I'm going to refer to as the Skip Bayless persona. I truly believe that the person who does not believe Skip Bayless's BS the most is Skip Bayless himself. Oh, oh, I understand it's a total troll game. Yeah. I, I, the I the just, fact that we pay attention to it is the reason why he's able to make millions off exactly. of it. Exactly. That's I just what think, annoys me. I just, th- yeah, I just think that 
it, it's a real like it's the old Simpsons thing of like if you ignore a bad advertisement, it'll go away. I think if we ignore Skip Bayless, it'll go away or mm-hmm. at least change his thing. But it's just like I don't think I, I don't think Skip really believes anything. I think he just says he's just a professional troll. Like he makes millions of dollars being a professional troll. Yeah, he's going to troll LeBron James. He's he going to troll Kevin Durant. He trolls Kawhi Leonard. So according to Skip Bayless. And there's NFL quarterbacks that are on his trolling list too. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Cam Newton, I believe, is one of yeah, the Yeah, targets. I think so. Um, but like according to Skip Bayless, the last eight to ten NBA titles basically are meaningless because they've been won by guys that he doesn't like. They've been yeah. won by some form basically of, other of than Durant, other than the Curry. Warriors twenty fifteen. Yeah. I don't even think he likes I don't think oh. I don't even think he likes Steph Curry because I think he does that troll thing of this is why because there's so many contradictions. Because I don't think he likes Steph Curry because I don't think he likes the troll like it's it's an easy troll angle of the Oh, you know, you can't shoot threes and win. This is just nonsense. Right, right. right. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever easy hot take angle he can take. Like, I I just, I think it's a complete performance piece by him. I don't think he believes any of this nonsense, but he gets paid millions of dollars to elicit these type of reactions. And quite frankly, I think that anybody, and this might be where you take a bit of a hit, although it was... I listened to your radio show today, and I certainly laughed my ass off. I think that anybody who responds to a Skip Bayless tweet, I think anybody who who takes anything he says seriously, and I'm going to borrow a wrestling term here, I think they're a fucking mark, Craig, to be honest with you. I think you're a mark if you give any sort of actual... Oxygen or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, if, if you give a moment of your time to Skip Bayless, because I, th- it's, I, I don't think he believes this nonsense. I think he, he reads his Twitter mentions and goes, ah, these people think I'm serious, and then wipes his, like you know, like falls back into a giant pile of money. Right. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Anyway, rant over. I, I, I just, I, I, I truly believe that this is a, a like a, a wrestling character that Skip Bayless is playing on TV. And a lot of people are falling for it. I truly believe that. Um, yeah. Do you want to keep talking about the Raptors? Or do you want to get into this crazy off season? Uh, I, I just want to say, I, yeah. um, I was just so happy for the fans of Toronto, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy for Drake. <laughs> happy for everybody. <laughs> uh, doing post game interviews too. <laughs> it's great. Whatever. Oh well, here's the thing. The people in the states who don't care for this, I got news for you. He is technically part of the Raptors organization and yep. is therefore subject to a getting a ring and b doing post-game interviews. I'm looking forward to the seeing Drake's NBA champions ring on Instagram. That's going to be a good moment. He will get one of those. Yeah. Oh, he, yes. He will, he's definitely getting one. Uh, I, I just, I, w- I wish he went to, I wish he went to Golden State uh, for, for one of the games. I just, I, I think he should have gone down there. That's the only, uh, well, I don't know. He watches it in Jurassic it. Park with his people. True. There. Yeah, you know, No, I get it. I get it. And he's got his own personal couch there in Jurassic Park. It's pretty cool. But I, I just, I would have, if I was him, I would have went down to one of just at least one of the three games that were there. Raptors were undefeated in, in the Oracle, by the way, and shut that yeah. building down. That's something yep. they haven't. That, that's something. They and uh, whenever they demolish Oracle to make yeah. space for a parking lot, yeah. uh, people will wonder, well, oh, who demolished Oracle? And the answer will be Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, man. I, I mean, just. I mean, you, you think about. It's it's just weird. You think about like the Doug Gilmore high stick and and and, and like like I honestly when Danny Green threw that ball not to not to go back when Danny Green threw that yeah. ball away because last year was I believe the 25th anniversary Craig like 2018 or whatever mm-hmm. it was the 25th anniversary unfortunately the Doug Gilmore high stick and to see um just all of these 
insanely pathetic TSN style 30 for 30s where they're interviewing Carrie Frazier and stuff 25 years later about a, a high stick that it, it's like let it go and I, I feel like we, we can I feel like the city as a whole and I'm not a Raptors fan but I just I feel like the city as a whole can can just let a lot of crap go and we can put to rest the notion of crap like we got to keep talking about the Doug Gilmore high stick that we should do nonsense like um or that that you guys should do nonsense like retire Vince Carter's number oh uh, god well you know, you, know, like, you know what the the one thing well not the, the one thing but yeah. one of the outcomes from last night's game was yeah. that it should there should be zero debate that the first number retired in Raptors history is Kyle Lowry's number 7 yeah i agree I, zero I, debate I completely five agree. time all-star Mm-hmm. One NBA Finals uh, was an instrumental player in that game six. Obviously, Kyle Lowry might have gone for forty if he didn't have a couple of shitty fouls called on him. He yeah. might have gone for forty last night. So Raptors had so many fouls yesterday. It was there, it was were, there were a couple of bad ones. And and to be to be clear, the yeah. bad officiating went both ways. Yeah, it was horrible both ways. Because I remember there was a play where uh, I think Marcus All traveled at one point, like real bad travel, and they didn't call it. And I don't think the Raptors, I think they ended up missing the shot anyway. Uh, but then they went back down the court like two possessions later and DeMarcus Cousins got the ball down low and four guys hacked him. And and they didn't call it. And I'm like, all right, prison rules, here we go. <laughs> like, this is, yeah, it was not not a well-officiated game, but going both ways at least. I, they established early on that it was going to be prison rules and they were going to let let the guys play, which I, which I kind of liked, except for the nonsense at the end with the, hey, we got to check the, the video footage and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Nope. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a pretty fun night, and I. Uh, I will say that uh, at midnight after the final buzzer went, I did get my daughter up just because. Um, I wanted to be able to tell her later yeah. in her life that. Uh, yeah, you watched that with me. You watched that with me. You watched yeah. the. You watched the trophy presentation with me. I thought that was yeah. important to do. Because yeah, I, I agree. And she won't remember it, obviously. But I wanted, like, when we're talking about basketball, mm-hmm. when she's 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, I want to yeah. be able to tell her the first Raptors, the first Raptors trophy presentation ever. Hey, maybe there'll be more between now and then. Uh, I don't know, but the first, the first one, uh, you, I, I, I got it up. I wanted to make sure you were watching that with me. Yeah, it goes on her resume. Um, yeah. How, how much do you credit do you give to one Matt Pierce for perhaps? not being the anchor to drag down the nonsense uh, by quitting watching basketball this year? And are you eliciting me to stop watching the NHL next year? Is that on the table? Uh... <laughs> no. The, unfortunately, uh, like nothing can happen in the NHL quite like uh, LeBron going to the Lakers. Obviously, there's yeah. no there's, there's no scenario. Like It would have to be... What would the... God, what would the... Here's the thing: there is NHL no equivalent because there's no there's no NHL player yeah. that means as much as like even McDavid doesn't mean as much as LeBron. Yeah, you know? exactly. It would have to be because it would have to be like McDavid and Jack Eichel and Austin Matthews and uh, who's who's the the Jack Hughes would have to like somehow they'd all have to force their way to the Red Wings somehow right, right? and then like they'd all have to for and then and even then I'd be like what the fuck is this and even then it's hockey that doesn't having all those guys doesn't guarantee right. you a title is the thing so there's no thing and unfortunately it looks like the Avalanche might be good <laughs> right? yeah it's like they might finally be good also so, yeah definitely that yeah um 
But yeah, I don't know. It's it just pretty funny. But uh, yeah, since we've started this podcast, Craig. Um, That's two titles for me now. Two titles for you. Uh, and uh, I. Nothing. I'd like to get one. Although, I think the. London Knights 2016 Memorial Cup goes on the crossover podcast. Right yeah, sorry. Talk about that. that. I think that counts. Uh, yeah. Keith, Keith Kachuk in overtime. I think, I well, think that Matt counts. Matt Kachuk, but yeah. Matt Kachuk, sorry. Yeah, Keith was looking like Michael Chiklis sitting in the stands. <laughs> true, true. He certainly was. He does look like Michael Chiklis. <laughs> he does. Well, he was at the Blues uh, victory yeah. thing. He, he and Brett Hall. Like, I don't know who drank Oh, God. That night, Brett but was four sheets to the wind yeah. in the press box. Good. There was a lot of drinking oh, going on. Oh, pay no attention to that, Alki. Um... Man, uh, anything you want to say about the Raptors, uh, and then we can kind of talk about uh, this this ridiculous offseason we're about to have with the NBA. Um, whew. oh, I guess I'm uh, I guess I'm all right. Oh, but yeah, it, it, well, just uh, an incredible win, and I'm just it's yeah. really 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 cool that it happened. Really, it, it really is. This and the city really deserved it, you know, sort of like not to say that, and like you know. I mean, big ups to the Golden State Warriors, you got to say, because, A, I don't think that – I don't perceive them to be the this, like, kind of – you know, when teams go on three-peats or, or quests for three-peats, you kind of get sick of them around the third the third go-around, I think. Like, for like obviously, the, the Lakers and during their three-peat, but I'm obviously a biased uh, guy in that one. Um that Miami Heat super team that was just wildly unlikable because of how they came together with the three guys tamper, you know, spending two years just completely tampering and and Bosch and LeBron completely screwing over the Raptors, one of those teams and uh, and the Cavaliers in order to make that happen. Uh, you know, like by the time they got to the third one, it was like kind of like, hey, fuck these guys. Yeah, right? I never felt that way about this Golden State Warriors team. I know some other people have, but like, I mean, the Durant. Durant kind of going there as like a as a complete mercenary was a little bit annoying, but to watch them still have a shot to take the lead with that Steph Curry shot, having had Clay Thompson earlier in the game tear his ACL and uh, like they just would not go away, Craig whatsoever. Oh yeah, it's and just incredible had, guts, incredible, yeah, incredible. Like it, it like a, just a, an all time great title defense that I I, I think will. Uh, get lost to the annals. Cause I think we'll talk about uh, like, obviously we'll talk about Canada winning their first uh, title of all time. And the, the, the injuries, I think like number one, I think when we discuss the 2019 will be uh, like, I think the number one topic will obviously be Raptors in Canada win their first title. And then I think number two will be just the shitload of injuries that, uh, yeah, the I think that's, had. that's reasonable to say, which is unfortunate. Cause I, th- I thought they showed just tremendous guts with, with the fact that I don't think the Raptors, the Raptors had to still scratch and claw for a lot of those wins, e- even though they were so banged up. Cause they just wouldn't go. Well, away. Yes. Great. Well, or, here's, here's what I'll say though yeah. about the rat, like mm-hmm. the Warriors defense is what sort of made that a series. Cause here's what Absolutely, I'll say. The Raptors, yeah. Could not here's what I'll say about the Raptors defense. And obviously it's easier with, with Durant not around, mm-hmm. but the Warriors didn't crack 110 in the series. No. The 110 was their highest scoring number, and that was game six. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, 106, 92, 109, 109, 109. Yeah. You know, that's against the Warriors. And I, look, I don't care who's out there. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It, it's just, it, it does kind of suck that we didn't get Durant versus Kawhi because we got it for 12 minutes and it was fucking 
glorious. That first quarter was really fun to watch. And Toronto was down six, but they they could have been right there. Like, you know, that was fun to watch. All right. um, Speaking of Durant, let's get into this offseason. Yeah. Now, I I have... scenario I want to put forward this offseason? Well, Well, I've I've never said this before in my life because... Every offseason we have in every sport, everybody makes this claim. And the claim is that this is going to be the potentially the greatest slash craziest offseason of all time. I'm going to say that for the first time in my life because I truly believe that that we there is so much like there are like it, it looked like we were locked into basically two scenarios. And now we're locked into nothing based on the events of this NBA final. The NBA finals changed a lot of stuff. Yeah, because it looked like we were locked into uh, Durant going to the Knicks and the Knicks potentially, once they signed Durant, trading a bunch of stuff to get Anthony Davis. Um, And Kyrie Irving also might have been joining them. And now that he's hurt, it's like, what the hell are the Knicks going to do? And also, apparently, Kyrie's going to Brooklyn now instead of... Uh, instead of uh, to the Knicks. And now we've got this Clay Thompson, who's also a free agent injury thing. And Kawhi Leonard just won an NBA title. And yeah. nobody in the history of the NBA has, or in the history of any sport that I can think of. No, has been the be best true. player on title team and left and then, another team and after left. that. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of a, like a title team. I can't think of that. Like no. there's been trade demands but as a free agent. I can't think of an example. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, uh, where do you want to start? Uh, Let's start. Between... Well, we'll start with uh, the Raptors. I think okay. Kawhi stays. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that that is now on the table. This is me from my. This is from Matt Pierce's perspective. That that is now on the table. I previously did not think that that was on the table until they actually until there were three zeros on the clock and they were hoisting yeah. a championship. I will say this. Now... I think this this much should be very obvious. Yeah. If this is a decision based on basketball. The Raptors have by far and away the best basketball situation for Kawhi. I yes, I agree. I completely if this agree. is a decision based on dollars, mm-hmm. the Raptors have the most number of dollars to offer Kawhi. Mm-hmm. It will have to be based on neither of those things. It will have to just be based on the weather in LA is nice. Yeah, and he's going to the That's, Clippers, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's he does like Kawhi Leonard wants nothing to do with LeBron's circus. No, nothing to do with that. Kawhi, that is that is not Kawhi Leonard's scene. I think that he, like, you know, he may not like the fact that the weather's not always nice, but he gets to be an NBA superstar, and like, yeah, there's obviously a lot of attention on the Raptors, but it's not like the Lakers, you know what I mean? Where it just yeah. like just it's just ridiculous and nuts. They're not even the most high-profile from a media perspective team that plays in that building. Like, mm-hmm. I I just think it's a it's a good situation for Kawhi, and I think that he'll realize that too. There's two caveats to that. One, the man who seems to have the most say in Kawhi's life for whatever reason, his uncle, is a bit of a nut bar and has never been shy about saying stuff like, well, he ain't staying and and stuff like that. And he's well, been saying that the entire way through. No, no, he, he's he's never said he ain't staying. He's saying we're he's saying we're not. Well, I think he said it in like an Instagram thing one time. Now, yeah, that, that was right? that was like you know way before the playoff run like true. months ago. But yeah, lately, the, the, lately the answer to that question has been, well, we're gonna see. Well, we're gonna see. Well, we're gonna see because mm-hmm. why why wouldn't you say that? Why would you you know hurt your leverage in any way, shape, or form? 
Uh, I think there's another reason why you might see Kawhi stay is this. Only the Raptors can offer five years. And Kawhi is not like LeBron, whereas he's a basketball robot who never gets hurt. Mm-hmm. The financial security means something to Kawhi. True. From an injury perspective. So there's that element of it, too. So I just think that the, all those factors are are in Toronto's favor. We'll see. And and you know what? If he goes, he goes. No hard yeah. feelings, obviously. No. Raptor fans literally could not have asked for more from this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, no, there definitely won't be any hard feelings. I would be a little upset if I was a Raptors fan that – and I remember Simmons and House had posited the idea of Kawhi doing like a one-in-one player option, so he would, you know, just basically play. Yeah, with I, I just don't think there's player. any. Like, I shouldn't say there's no chance do that. he does it, especially after what we've seen in the NBA Finals. Yeah, with the yeah. ACL and the Kawhi, Kawhi has a history, and that's get uh, it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, that. if if it's LeBron, and like I said, basketball playing robot. And LeBron's been doing one-on-ones all over the place before he got to the Lakers. With Cleveland, it was one-on-one, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can do that because, like, okay, whatever. It's uh, I, I never get hurt, so it doesn't matter. But, you know, for Kawhi, he doesn't quite have that same that same type of thing going for him. So, uh, again, if it comes down to basketball or if it comes down to dollars, I'd like to think it would come down to both those things. Kawhi's going to stick around. If it comes down to the lifestyle, like, the, 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 I want to play with the Clipper stuff, okay, sure. But, um Looking at the basketball situations, yeah, he can get someone else to join him with the Clippers, but mm-hmm. he's just not going to have a better basketball situation than he does here. Yeah. And, and on the subject of Uncle Dennis, yeah. it's the story that Zach Lowe told on his podcast. Mm-hmm. He was with the Raptors on the road somewhere. I think it was during the Philadelphia series. And he's sitting at a hotel bar, just you know, typing away, doing his thing. And he sees, who does he see across the bar but Uncle Dennis mm-hmm. having a very deep conversation with Alex McKechnie, the Raptors' brilliant, super genius director of sports science, one of the most important people in the organization. Mm-hmm. And that he's the guy who created the whole load management situation, which I think is paid off in spades, obviously. Yeah. He's, he he kind of helped them design that. If Uncle Dennis is getting close to someone in the Raptors organization, there's literally no one I would pick beyond Alex McKechnie as being the guy. Yeah. So, I, I, again... I'm not saying that Kawhi is for sure staying. I'm just saying there's there's a lot of reasons to stay. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons to stay. And that, that those, those reasons, some of them would not have been there had the Game 7 buzzer beater against Philadelphia rimmed out and the Raptors lost that overtime. Yeah. I mean, basketball-wise, it's weird. I, I mean, because we still got to wait and see how this East, uh, the, 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 it shakes out. But it also looks like... I mean, the East might be tougher to get through next year yes. than the, oh, than the that's West, definitely. Right? I think that, that it, it depends so on where guys wind up. But yeah, so that's you look the at the guys who are going to impact right? yeah. the 20, the 2019-2020 NBA season. Yeah. Who are the free agents that are going to truly impact that season? Because mm-hmm. you cannot put Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant on that list anymore. No. And, and yeah, because like... It, and it, so it, we're talking Kawhi. Yeah. We're talking Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. We're talking Kyrie to a point, mm-hmm. but who else is going to have a huge impact? This moving this offseason as free agent beyond those three guys having a huge impact on the results of the 2019-2020 NBA season. I think it's just those guys. Like, yeah, Tobias Harris is a nice player. Yeah, but he's not going to like. He's got to be the shift third guy. Needle. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got to be the third. Chris guy. Middleton's a nice player. Yeah, but we saw him. He had, he had a tough series against the Raptors on some nights. He had one really good game, but. He's not a guy that moves the needle a ton either. At least not for, like he makes your team better, of course. But 
I don't think it's a situation where, oh, so, well, Chris Middleton has, has changed teams. The balance of power has shifted. You know what I mean? Because I, I would – my God, I might actually look up the – what kind of odds we would get right now. On... Well, 2020 NBA title? No, not or just on just on winning the Western Conference regular season, like having the one seed in the Western Conference. I wonder what the odds would be on the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, I, I know they're the getting Lakers, Anthony the, Davis the, the, the Lakers are the lowest payout for winning yeah. the NBA title this coming year. I have I am very skeptical about that. Yeah, I think they like, might get Anthony Davis. I think they're absolutely getting Anthony Davis because yeah. this is the world we live in, and this is why I quit watching basketball. Is that uh, uh, is that if a team is that if a superstar says I'm going to the Los Angeles Lakers and there's like no feasible way that way. could possibly happen, it still ends up happening. Yeah, but here's the thing though. Look at it this way. Mm-hmm. We all heard about Kawhi is going to L.A. Paul George is going to L.A. Yeah, I, I'm not saying the Thunder where, yeah. and then the Raptors subsequently said, you know what, we're willing to try to sell this guy in our program. Yeah, and in the case of the Thunder. Mm-hmm. It worked out. In the case of the Raptors, even if Kawhi leaves, it worked out okay too. But it, I think from the perspective of, hey, what have you done to show Kawhi this is a good place to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see how that could have gone any better for Toronto than it just did. True. So, but I mean, like, who are the teams right now that have the assets that we know that could acquire Anthony Davis? It's Knicks. Up. The Knicks. Lakers. The La- yeah. Actually, the Lakers, but, I don't even think, have it. The Celtics oh, No, the Lakers do. do. Well, yeah, I guess. You don't right. think the, the fourth pick... And Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo Ball, I guess. The fourth pick, like, well, you know, that's, you know. Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball hasn't shown me shit. I'm going to be perfectly honest uh, with you. But, I, no, I, I, but I get it. Here's, I will say, the, to me, the low end of Lonzo Ball yeah. is excellent defensive guard. True. But, I mean, like, fuck's sake. Like, LeVar is just itching to get back out there and get back on the microphone. Yes, that's and true. Like and that, the only right? reason like, he stayed away from that is basically I, I would suspect LeBron's people have said, yeah, I'll come here, but under no circumstances are you to be yeah, part of this. Exactly. Like, right. And so the second he gets out, like, and yeah. I, it will be glorious to hear for me, at least for two seconds anyway, to hear LeVar go off on LeBron and the whole Lakers organization. That and now they, funny. that will be good for about five seconds. But yeah. then when the, when they're hoisting the NBA yeah. title, also, next year, uh, in, Ingram obviously, obviously has value too but ball yeah. and Ingram both 21 years old like they're, they're yeah. they have some pieces with value yeah. i think that if the knicks throw the third pick mitchell robinson mm-hmm. and one or two of the dallas picks they got from the porzingis thing mm-hmm. that trumps any offer the lakers can deliver yeah i don't know if the knicks are willing to do that i don't think they are based on like if they were getting a healthy kevin durant Sure, shoot your shot, absolutely. But now that Kevin Durant's going to be probably not playing basketball next year, um, I think the Knicks should still try to sign him. But I don't think they yeah, should try well, to sign him. Yeah, that's the thing, though. If you do that, you, you, you trade arm. for Davis. And, well, you, you, yeah, that can go one of two ways for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You trade for Davis now, you sign Durant, and then, okay, 2019, 2020, we have Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's door number one. Door number two... Or sorry, 2020, 2021, excuse me. That's when you're going to have Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. Let's go. Door number two is you hope that Davis doesn't re-sign wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. And then you sign him for free the following offseason, and you just save your cap space. The, you save your second max slot, and then you say, okay, Kevin's back healthy. Now join our team, Anthony Davis. That is a big risk. The Lakers suspected they could do that with Kawhi Leonard. It is not going to work out. Yeah. 
because Kawhi ain't going there. So, and the Lakers uh, thought they could do it with Paul George too. That's not going to work out. We already know that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's 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 a big risk. And I think that what one of the lessons might be of the last uh, couple of years of NBA off seasons here is if you've got a chance to get one of those upper echelon dudes, go for it. Yeah. Shoot your shot. Yeah, absolutely. Shoot your shot. Um, yeah, because I'm just thinking in my head that like. What teams are going to be good in the West next year? Houston. Houston will be good. Uh, now, Houston they're going to lose Chris Paul, probably. Uh, yeah, Chris, like, Chris Paul might be on the Lakers next season. Yeah, exactly, Which right? put them in. Uh, and here's the other thing I would say about the Lakers is that, like, you know, the, we were talking about, you know, whether or not they have, they have the, the best odds to win the title. Uh, I think that the front office is enough of a clown show that it could derail the entire thing. True. It so is. let's not forget about that possibility. It's been a great couple of years. For, yeah. it's, been, and, it's been a uh, lot of, like, a lot and of thought on, like, and Based on the story, and I don't know if you've read the story yet that ESPN did on, hey, here's how terrible things are with the Lakers. Yeah. I don't see a lot of signs of things improving. True. Yeah. So if you look at the Western Conference next season, you would uh, you would – be suspecting that and for good reason that the Houston Rockets are going to be pretty good but uh, they they have some they have some depth issues I think is is reasonable to say if if you've got a healthy Nurkic back with Lillard and McCollum I think the Portland Trailblazers are going to be a pretty good team next season mm-hmm. they need another dude yeah we can talk about that in a second uh I think that if you're looking at the west you're going to have a situation where like, oh, see, I don't even know about Denver. Like, yeah. De- two seed this year, but I don't know if I if I'm fully in on on what they'll be in the playoffs. Two seeds, yeah, I don't know that but, sort but of. But as thing, far as right? Western yeah. Conference teams that are title contenders next yeah. season, I'm not certain I see it. Whereas, yeah, the Raptors re-signed Kawhi. They're running it back with the same group they just won a yeah. title with. So obviously they have as good chances any. You figure the Bucks will be better another year. That, of, the Bucks uh, might be losing the guy though. True. Because Boston Middleton. and Middleton are both free agents. And, and let me tell you this. When I was watching that uh, Eastern Conference yeah. final, there there were some times when the guy who I didn't want to see with the ball in his hands for the Bucks wasn't Giannis and it wasn't Middleton. It was Brogdon. Yeah. Someone paid Brogdon a lot of money, so losing him might be a problem for the Bucks. Yeah. Um, but with them, you get the uh, you know one year older, one year wiser sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. With with those uh, bad. All I'm saying is they, they're not running it. They may not be able to run it yeah. back with the same group. The Sixers might be able to I keep Jimmy Sixers, Butler. Sixers could be. Like, I think the Sixers are going to basically have the same group minus Harris. Yeah, I agree. And I think the Sixers are going to be as good as anyone going into next season. And there's some potential. I'm not going to guarantee it or any kind of crap like that. But there's some potential that the Boston Celtics are a, a, a real addition by subtraction sort of a thing next year. Yeah, Craig, where, like they're going to need Tatum and, and Brown to be so much better than they were this which year. Which they might be, right? Yeah, like, it, like it's, just, it's possible. And like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, if and like, like here's, Haywood, here's the problem you know, with have. Mike get, or, yeah. Two Here's years the problem you're going to have with you hear the Celtics sort of going in next season. Yeah. It's you are going to. I think you're going to be lacking for guys that can regularly create on offense, and mm-hmm. like because Kyrie obviously was basically the the main dude carrying the mail that way. Yeah, you're going to be struggling for that. So that's that's something sure. to consider. Yeah. So maybe maybe the Celtics. What about uh, for good teams in the West? I'm not saying they're a title contender, mm-hmm. but presumably the Dallas Mavericks will have healthy Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic next season. Yeah, provided Chris Stapps doesn't get in any more fights overseas. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I fully expect the Dallas Mavericks to be in the playoffs next year. Yep. 
I do. I truly do. I'm I'm curious to see who falls out. Who who in the West eight falls out? Like, let's talk about the Warriors now. Well, the Lakers will probably make it, assuming LeBron. Oh, the Lakers are getting in. The Lakers will find someone. There's Jimmy Butler, whoever. The Lakers will find someone. Well, they would need another LeBron keeping them out for because like if LeBron wasn't out for several months this year, they probably make it. They would have made it anyway. Yeah, they don't beat anybody in the first round. That said. If LeBron didn't poison the atmosphere of the team with, hey, I'm going to trade everyone for Anthony Davis. True. I forget yes. which city it was that Channing LeBron's going to Indiana tra- Pacers. God yes. bless everyone in that city. That was that when was. They, when they chanted, that was the highlight of my do. season. That yeah. That's that's really good stuff. When Ingram was at the free throw yeah. line, that is yeah. fabulous, fabulous stuff. Uh, uh, second greatest moment. Number one greatest moment of this NBA season, Raptors winning the title. Second greatest moment of the 2019 season, Pacers LeBron. fans chanting, LeBron's going to trade you to Brandon Ingram at the free throw line. Great stuff. Uh, the other team that could fall out, and this is what I want to talk about, mm-hmm. whether Durant stays or not, Clay we know is staying. Yeah. Could be the Golden State Warriors. Could be. I mean... Like, because here's, here's the situation the Warriors are going to be in. Let's just talk about their salary cap situation. Let's say Durant goes, mm-hmm. which I think he will. Which would, uh, yeah, and maybe, maybe, maybe this help. Maybe like maybe he winds up sticking around. I don't know. But what we know is for 2019, 2020, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson aren't going to be around, or they might be around very, very late in the season, not even close to full strength. The Warriors can't sign anyone, even if those guys go, mm-hmm. because they are capped out. They've got 40 million invested in Steph Curry, which price to doing business, mm-hmm. and they've got. 18 million in dress, invested in Draymond Green. He's a free agent after that, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But then you've got 17 million in Andre Iguodala. That's not a good contract. And I just look at that and think to my like th- this team is not going to be able to bring in anyone for other than like Boogie Cousins is gone unless he wants to run it back on the mid level again. I would be very surprised if that were the case. But Boogie Cousins is gone. They're going to be like. It's easy to shop for dudes on the mid-level and veteran minimum guys and, and you know late first-round draft pick guys to fill in some minutes when you have Steph and Durant and Clay and Draymond and Iguodala and everyone's healthy and having a good time. But when two of those guys are gone and you're getting serious minutes from dudes who you're getting off the scrap heap, that is a real problem. And we saw that in some pretty key stretches of the NBA Finals just now. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not sure the Warriors, as crazy as it sounds to say, I'm not sure the Warriors are a playoff team next year. Maybe they are, mm-hmm. but they're going to need a lot of contributions. I, I, I think they a lot will of be. By the way, Kevon Looney, also yeah. a free agent. Yeah. Now, he him they can keep with bird rights, I believe, but still, mm-hmm. he's also a free agent. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the Golden State Warriors are in the NBA playoffs next year, Craig, but I like... I honest, I'm gonna say six seed tops. Uh, to be like, honest with you, to, like but if if they get in, Steph mm-hmm. is gonna be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, like I, I think they're not be gonna there. see, or I don't think we're gonna see mm-hmm. Kevin Durant at all next season. Because no, here's the thing: we're talking not. about Achilles tear and very serious ACL tears. Yeah. Not February, from middle of June. Yeah, yeah, is when these injuries occurred. Yeah, Clay Thompson middle doesn't. Clay Thompson comes back. April next year. Yeah. Right? Like March, and, April and here's next the thing. year. Let's say, that, that that, let's say passed, it's April. Right? Let's say it's April next year and he's yeah. getting back right for the playoffs and the team yeah. is maybe, maybe the team's not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. What's the point? If you're Clay Thomas, what's the point of even getting out there? No, exactly. Why would yep, you do yep, it? Yep. So like, we may not see Clay at all next season. But if they can get to like the seventh seed and Clay Thompson's coming back and all of a sudden. It may be, maybe you got maybe, something going for you. Maybe yeah. you got something. We'll, we'll but see. Here's That's... the question that I think this brings up about the Warriors and Nate Jones was tweeting about this. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you're going to be a contender in 2019-2020, and to me, I think 
based on the injury situation, the fact that yeah. they have no dollars to spend it's unless they're keeping their own guys. Yeah, if they can take a lap. So you're, if you're taking a lap in 2019-2020 yeah. and you're undecided as to whether you want to give 30-year-old Draymond Green a max deal, and maybe the answer to that question is no, mm-hmm. do you trade Draymond Green this summer? He's got one year left with Draymond Green. It's not a bad idea. And you know but... it's, it's, it's a year that you're not going to be good. I don't know if you're keeping Draymond Green long term, especially if you find a way to sign Durant. You planning on getting draft picks? Like, is that the goal? Is to, is to accumulate picks and maybe like some yeah, yeah, picks and, picks and young guys. You can't get anyone. Rotation guys, like, yeah. it, it wouldn't make any sense to get people to make money because yeah. that's that's a problem for them. Mm-hmm. So I I, you, I I think it's something you have to you, you certainly yeah have you have that you have the conversation right and yeah. then you say okay we're starting in 2020 2021 we run it back again with. Steph and Clay, or we run it back again with Steph and Clay and Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. If you have those three dudes, yeah, you're, you're going to struggle defensively without Draymond, but if you have those three dudes, you're going to be able to beat anyone any given night, no matter what. So, and then you may get the pieces that you would acquire from moving Draymond to fill in the cracks around those guys, because if you have those two or three superstars, find, finding young, cheap talent is pretty damn important. So I just think that there's a legitimate conversation for, hey, maybe we trade Draymond Green this offseason. It's at least something like, – and, and hey, they may not, not consider it because Draymond's sort of guy that if it even – there's even – he even catches wind that you're thinking about trading him. He's the sort of guy that like you know becomes pissed off for you weeks. Scorch earth. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and hey, Draymond's an emotional guy. I'm an emotional guy too. That's okay. Uh, uh, but so if you're, if you're going to do it, you've got to be serious about it and you can't just do it half-assed. The Warriors are a smart team. I think they know that. But yeah, I mean, I'm 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 gonna. This is gonna be kind of a funny thing that I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that the number one seed in the Western Conference next year is based out of Los Angeles. It's I, I just have no idea which team which of the two be, teams which of the two because yeah if, if the Clippers don't get Kawhi they're probably getting someone because mm-hmm. did, say what you will about the Lakers disaster front office situation the Clippers are the opposite from the perspective of Steve Ballmer seems to really know what he's doing and it seems to I, really give a shit too and is like yeah. really pushing hard to get them out the hell out of Staples Center so they can build their own yeah and he's like, he's legacy, hired right? smart people and yeah. and. Look, the last couple of months of deals they've made, like people were were on them for the Blake Griffin thing, and you know, well, he did the the, the Blake Griffin thing was the classic. He's a new owner, and he wanted to be good right away. Yeah, and, and I I can't blame him for that. I would have done the same thing if yeah. I was in his position. The, the, what you what you can't do or shouldn't do is sell yeah. Blake on your Clipper forever if you sign this and then yeah. trade the guy nine months later. You can't yeah, do that. That was a little uh, bit too cheap. Yeah, but, uh, um, got, but if I, you look at the Clipper roster coming into next season, they don't have any cap commitments more than eight million bucks mm-hmm. for anyone other than Daniel Gallinari. They've got a ton oh, of space, obviously, and they have Montrezl Harrell for six million bucks, Lou Williams for eight million bucks. Your bench is going to be good with those two guys, uh, no matter what. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander, they've got uh, three more deals of rookie deal. Uh, you know Landry Shamit, who they got in the in the deal for Harris. They've got him. Uh, you know, three more seasons with a rookie on on rookie deal numbers. Like they've got some good pieces in there that you can use to fill in the cracks around stars. Will they be able to get a star that delivers in the top of the Western Conference? To me, the only guy who fits that description for this coming season is Kawhi. 
Uh, that said, I think that they they could they they could be a Durant spot. And if I'm Durant, I look long and hard at that. Uh, if the Clippers are willing to sign a guy, they have to wait maybe a full season for. The other thing that's kind of hindering the Kawhi thing, or or I think it might be a hindrance to to the Raptors and. Wojnowski reported this last night and reported it. At, here's the thing. I'm just going to take two seconds to talk to talk to Woj here. I know Woj is the man. He's absolutely the man. No one no one gets it like him. He, he's the source. But I, he becomes obsessed. He's a little obsessed with the Woj bombs, as they're referred to now. And for Masai Ujiri to be at the podium accepting yeah. the title when he tweets out, hey, apparently the War Wizards are going to try hard to go after this guy. Like, Woj, like, mix in some fucking class, you Sally, okay? Yeah. Like, nobody has that information. You know you're the only one. Wait 20 now, minutes or that, something and yeah. then tweet 20 it, right? minutes, like, yes. On, that man, said, this the morning, that? this morning a DC reporter came out and said, uh, the Wizards are not actually going to be offering the ownership stake to to Masai. To yeah. me, if they're not offering the huge dollars in the ownership stake, this yeah, is a non-starter. Yeah, exactly. And if you're MLS and E, if you're Larry Tannenbaum, you know how damn important Masai is because Masai is the key to everything that's gone on. And if you have a front office transition, then it's going to be a disaster. The NBA draft is in a week. Yeah, uh, the Raptors don't have any picks, but the NBA draft is in a week. Um, yeah. You know who does have picks, though, is the damn Washington Wizards. Yeah. And got important picks to make. And why is the I, NBA draft a week after the title? Like, like teams. You know, ah, it's, the NHL's going to do this. The NHL's draft is basically a week and a half. So yeah, I, I don't agree with that either, though, because like it should be at least two weeks. Like, give give everybody, let everybody take, let, let us all take a week off and then yeah. get back at it, right? Like it's it, like it's. Uh, it's nonetheless, nice, you know, right? the, the, the clock is ticking. I don't think Masai's going anywhere. I don't think MLS and E is going to let I him. Think so I, either. I think no, it's going to be a matter of, oh, you've got a well, there was, ten, there was you've got a six-year, $60 million offer from Washington. Well, you can have this. And here's the other thing from a side perspective. Um, you know what the, the Raptors do not have that the Wizards do? John Wall's contract. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, so, although, it, like, I, if anybody could move that contract. Well, and you know what? I was joking about that with the, the folks in the newsroom today, yeah. where it's like, you know, Masai, you 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 take the Washington. Bargnani. Can he yeah. do it with Wall? Yeah. And, and that's, that's the exact joke I made. Masai, you've taken the Washington job. Uh, uh, what are you going to do? But uh, John Wall's con is real albatross. Actually, yeah. I've traded to the Knicks for a top five pick. How? Oh, yeah. How do you do this? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, just if for if if you need a reminder as far as what the Wall contract looks like. Let me read you the numbers, it's please. It's the worst contract. You and I had a... a the worst contract in pro sports. It's the worst contract in pro sports, and you and I had a serious conversation between debating it between it and the Albert Pujols deal, which this, is puke. To me, to me it's worse because this is in a capital league and the Pujols thing is not. Exactly. Proceed. John Wall in 2019-2020, a year in which he may or may not play basketball, we'll see, is owed $37.8 million. In 2020, 2021, that number goes up to $40 million, 40.8. It's a cool $43.8 million in 2021, 2022. And then in 2022, 2023, John Wall has a player, let's be clear, player option. It's very important here. I'm going to go ahead and report right now based on nothing that he's going to pick up. You know what? That's good reporting, Pierce. That's good reporting by you. Uh, John Wall will be 33 when this uh, when this decision comes up. By the way, 46.8 million dollars. Yeah, 
he's going to be out of the league for two years too. And he, they might have off. to do a stre- like they might have to do the worst stretch revision in the history of the NBA with this guy. Like it's going to yeah. be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going so, it, it's, it's to hinder you from being competitive for almost the duration of the deal. Yeah. Like the cap's going to go up, but basically for the duration of this deal, this is going to hinder you from being competitive. Keeps talking about the NBA cap going up though, but the NBA cap isn't going up where it's like. Oh, it's not. It's not going to go up enough to like justify even remotely close to start saving some yeah, of these yeah. teams. No, right? like, no, no, it's not. Um, but yeah, to me, this and and if you're the Wizards, if you're trading Bradley Beal, you've got to do that in the next like week and a half. Yeah. Right, because you're trying to get draft capital in this draft. If you're making that deal, mm-hmm. you got to do that soon. So I don't think it, honestly, I don't think. If, if I'm the Wizards, I don't trade. I don't trade Beal. Oh, I, I I do. I think if if the Lakers, if if we get into a situation where, hmm. I guess it depends on who the that fourth pick would uh, would bring back for the Lakers. Yeah. But if the Lakers say, okay, we'll like let's say they strike out on Anthony Davis, we'll give you the fourth pick for Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, I you, guess you pretty much have to do that if you're the Wizards, don't you? I think so. I'm looking at it from a perspective of there is. No chance. They have no chance of doing anything while this contract is on. Yeah. Why not just let Beal just shoot his heart out, become one of the franchise guys, sell a bunch of Beal jerseys? Yeah, no, thing. see, like, I, 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 I don't know if I agree from the perspective of mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the value of what you're going to get for Beal is going to tick down the closer you get to that contract expiring in the uh, the summer of 2021. So you're trading two years of Bradley Beal right now. His value is never going to be higher than it is for the next 10 days. It just won't be. Like, you can't, you won't be able True. to get the same type of stuff at the deadline where you know, like, when you're trading for a pick this week, you know where in the draft that pick is going to be. You've already got a chance to watch the lottery. If you're doing that, if you're trading Beal the deadline, you're doing a future pick for, hey, maybe this pick could hypothetically be in the top eight type of stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm I, I'm not doing that. I, you, maybe you want more than the fourth pick if you're trading Beal, but if if, if I'm the Wizards, his, his value is never going to be higher, yeah. and you're going to be bad for a while. Or hell, trade him now for you know picks in the 2023 draft or something. I don't know or 2021 draft. So the, the whoever you get with that pick is just starting to get into it when Wall's contract expires. I, I'm just spitballing stuff here, but it, it just yeah. the value is never going to be higher than it is between now and the NBA draft. It's just yeah, I, you're probably right. I just don't, I just, I, my, like, wait, here's, the way no, I'm, why keep him? What do you, what, like all he's going, well, here's, here's what Bradley Beal is going to do. He is going to shoot you out of a top three pick. True. Isn't he going to do that? Yeah, I, he's yeah. gonna be, he's gonna be an all star right. caliber player that my shoots thing, out of a top three pick. Yeah, my thing is just I don't think you're gonna like even if you get a top three pick, I don't think you're even gonna be able to contend until the end of like let's say sure. they get a top three uh, pick uh, next uh, year. By the time the ball, the ball con- or the wall contract is up, that guy's gonna want to be out of yeah. town. Yeah, right? well, I don't know if he'll it depend like out of town. Like it, it, it depends on how other things are going, mm-hmm. but yeah, let's see if you get the top three pick and it works out. A gives your fans something something to enjoy from the perspective of, hey, this guy is going to be part of this once the wall situation is no longer hanging over our heads. So I I don't know. I, I just think that you you do it now and just get this. Yeah, you're probably you're, 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 you're going to be right, you're going to be yeah. terrible, going to be terrible. So why have Bradley Beal a terrible team? Yeah. And, and then you know what? You clear some of your cap space. So the other thing you can do is take on lousy contracts. Right now, you can't even do that. 
if you're the Wizards. If you clear out Beal's numbers, you can. So it's just it's something to consider here. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. to the Knicks and their fans, too, who thought it was going to be Zion, Kyrie, and Durant. Um, and now it looks like it's going to be R.J. Barrett and uh, Tobias Harris, maybe? <laughs> right? If you're the Knicks, honestly, if you're the Knicks yep. and it's not Durant or Kyrie you're bringing in for your two max slots, mm-hmm. I think you just take a pass and you sign guys to one-year deals. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> it's, God. And you just be bad again if you're the Knicks. Yeah, I, I think so. Oh, I think I think you still try to sign Durant. And, oh yeah, you, start, you try bad. to sign Durant. Absolutely, and of course you, you do. Let, you I'm just, just saying if you're not, get, cook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then then okay, maybe it's someone another top three pick next year, and then yeah. you've got R.J. Barrett, Durant, and whoever the top three pick next year is going forward, and that's actually yeah. okay. You know, uh, yeah, maybe that's, that's your, yeah. Now that's here's the thing, and if I'm a Knicks fan, this is what I'm thinking of. Um, if there's going to be a franchise that gives Kevin Durant a massive deal and it turns out he's never close to the same because of this Achilles thing, the Knicks is that franchise. Absolutely. No, I'm not saying you don't sign Durant no. because every time when if, if you have a chance to get Kevin Durant, you get Kevin Durant. Yeah. But the, 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 the signing clearly carries some level of risk. The Knicks signing him and then Durant never being the same again and never getting back to that thing is, is, is a, it seems I can, remarkably it's likely. So likely, yeah. yeah. And it like it is a little bit upsetting that because of the Durant injury, we won't get what was going to be apparently or was rumored for several months, which was going to be Kyrie and Durant in the same city in the Mecca, no less, the Mecca of New York. I city. could see that leading to some awkward media situations. Oh, oh my god, that would have been so good. Are you kidding me? The two kind of biggest piss babies in the entire league being with the New York media shoving mics in their face after every game and and Kyrie who can't couldn't shut his mouth when he was in fucking Boston, no less. Oh, that would have been sweet. But uh, it looks like it's going to be him. I feel like it's going to be him and Tobias Harris in Brooklyn. That's what it looks like to me. Um, well, uh, if you're, like, I don't know. like, Yeah, that, that that that's a workable team. I don't think it's yeah, a title team. If you're, if you're, but, oh, uh, that's, that's not a title team, but it's a workable team. Yeah, well, and, well Brooklyn's in a great – they're actually – I think they're in a better they, – of the teams that have money to spend this offseason yeah. – other than keeping their own guys, but the teams that have money to spend this offseason, I think they're they're, in they're, a position, they're yeah. yeah. Now they had to get they had to ditch a couple of uh, draft picks in order to put themselves in this position, but yeah. they're uh, but those they're going to be like that said. Well, actually, no, anyway, the, the Clippers right? might be in a slightly better spot, but Brooklyn yeah. like a way better spot than the Knicks, and probably a better spot as far as if you're a free agent and you don't want chaos in your life, probably yeah. a better spot than the Lakers too. I agree, completely agree. Craig Needles. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to Drake. Congratulations to the city of Toronto. Congratulations to Canada as a country. So great. Uh, Masai Ujiri, Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, all of you guys, man. Pretty pretty friggin' awesome. It's nice to see a a championship banner flying next to a Canadian flag. Um, Just... I forgot there's going to be a banner. There's going to yeah. be a banner ceremony at the air, at the Scotiabank Arena game one next banner season. Ceremony, the whole oh, shebang of banner. Drake yeah. is going to get an NBA champion ring. That's going to be ring. fantastic. Quick, one last question because we've already yes. gone on too long. Um, so, you know, just try to give as quick an answer as, as you can. I guess. It, would you say that the pressure is off or more on the Leafs? Off, a little bit off, but. 
Uh, once yeah. we get into April of next year, if they're playing the Bruins in yeah. the first round, that doesn't matter anymore, does it? <laughs> exactly. The the thing I I won't like is we know damn well that, that like the the thing that I'm gonna find the most annoying is if if the Leafs are are to lose in in the second round or whatever because you yeah. know the rule, Craig. If you win a title, you're not allowed to complain for five years. Um, Toronto as a city has won, has has just won one. And there, there, there's obviously going to be the weird divide that, between like, the Raptors. And I don't the know Leafs. if that I don't know if that crosses. I don't know if that's that what I'm wondering. Teams, that's though. that's what I'm that's what I'm having trouble. Because okay, let's look processing. at this way. Uh, yeah. Let me just think of a, a recent title example. Um, okay, Kansas yeah. City won a World okay. Series in 2015. That's less than five years ago. Yeah. If you're a Kansas City football fan, can you not be like that fucking coin flip? Can you not complain about that? Oh yeah, I think you can. I just, I, I just know that everyone got in on this one for Toronto. Is <laughs> the thing, right? Like you know, like like because Toronto's only got the three teams out of four. I, yeah. I mean, you're, Kansas you're City only has two, mind you. But yes, I just, I just know, I just know that there's going to be some people who are very much claiming this Raptors title, who are, who in eight months, if the Leafs lose in the first round again are you know just, just we'll just revert right back to you know we can't get any breaks in the city yeah. right so uh, oh right? yeah and no no one can say we can't get any breaks in the city but yeah. people can say oh okay they'll you know the least get screwed again especially if yeah. they have you know a, a situation gone wrong where you know yeah, now that said gonna, yeah the guy's gonna go they always screw this city and then someone's gonna turn to him and go well the raptors just want to i don't watch basketball and it's gonna yeah. be like ah that's bullshit you definitely were like you definitely were drinking the kool-aid yeah. <laughs> like when you know like in previous times or whatever but i i, th- I think ultimately you're right that that it, it doesn't quite erase it for both but uh ho- i i hope it tempers maybe some of the leaf stuff should they not win next year i mean they're gonna be yeah i think i think i think it will temper it because you know you have a city that hadn't had a title as you said in yeah six seasons so like if the leafs lose to the bruins next year and uh well okay let me because bruins is a bad example because like if you that would be defcon yeah let's yeah that'd be defcon whatever if the Bruins, if let's say the Leafs get in the second round and lose to tampa bay let's just use that yeah lose to tampa bay in six can you guys go ah like will it be you know, will it be fuck the least man, blah, blah blah blah, or will it be oh, you know what? At least we got to the second round this time, and you know what? We're Raptors building things going forward. Yeah, no, I think I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it would go. If the least, so. if the least win a playoff series, I think people will be like, okay, you know, we're building forward. We, we move forward the season, whatever it happens to be. Uh, but there's a, a long time awesome. between now and then, and uh, the more speculation I'm seeing, the more it looks like the least roster is going to be different. But maybe we should uh, maybe we should do a post July first pod to talk about that. Absolutely. Um, I believe that's the next time you'll be on will be uh, when we're talking uh, NHL free agency, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. I don't know how much draft stuff we're going to do. If something truly spectacular happens, we'll come on. But quite frankly, I don't have it in me. Um, We did two podcasts this week, so I'll probably take next week off, shift myself back to neutral and come up with something. I just I can't bring myself to fucking watch Jessica Jones. Fucking can't do it. It's 13 hours. Season two was so goddamn bad. So was the Punisher. Blah blah blah. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. So uh, yeah, next time we talk to you, Craig, though, we'll definitely be talking. Uh, that'll be a busy week because Spider-Man comes out that week too. The uh, the the last uh, 
the last movie that is involved in Phase Three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe comes out the same week that we have uh, the NBA draft or, or NHL free agency, big free agent uh, Canada Day. So, right. um, yeah, so uh, we'll, you'll definitely be on probably July second, I would imagine, to talk about what what the heck went on 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 the first. And uh, yeah, that'll be it. Uh, talk to you in a couple weeks. Congratulations again to everybody. And uh, so good. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Drake, take us home, buddy. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. I done kept it real from the jump. Living at my mama's house, we'd argue every month. I was, I was trying to get it on my.